0: Relax. Those beats mean you're now listening to the very real people in places that supply your high. This is Grown Local with Billy Wayne Davis and Mike McGowan. This episode right now is being released while Mike and I are in Humboldt finishing this season. I'm so We're excited, excited, you guys.
1: I'm so excited. I mean,
0: here's the thing it's we could do, I think, a whole podcast on just Humboldt people. We could do like another eight years. That's what I mean. Humboldt. Like, yeah. like, just a weekly podcast of interviewing dope growers with wild stories. And we'll go back up and uh in, in the future because it's one of our favorite places. Oh, we yeah. met I'm for sure we have friends there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so but I'm so excited about this weekend. That's where we're at right now. Anyway, but this uh this episode is great. This is a longtime friend of mine. I met her years ago. I can. Isn't it fun when you can you remember exactly where you met somebody? That's yeah, a fun that's one.
1: Always sweet. That's that's a good first impression. Then. Yeah, well, like you know what?
0: in your psyche. This one was great. She, uh, I went up to do a guest set at. I was with my wife. She wasn't my wife at the time. We were in Sacramento, California, and I went to do a guest set at the Punchline, and I'd never met Caitlin before. I'd heard good things, and uh, she and I just kind of, like, hit it off, Mm -hmm. and we both did our sets, and then she was like, hey, I got some weed. Do you want to come out? And I was like, yes. And then, yeah, that's how we, she had good-ass weed, and I was like, hey, and then she smoked like I smoked, which which is is an amazing feat. It really is impressive thank you but it's also like it's like a it's like a grow i think that's why this podcast works is because i can hang with growers because of that but it's that you know when you're with somebody that's like yeah let's get high and then they have like a little bit of weed and you're like i'm not even gonna mess with this this is not <laughs> this is not i mean that hasn't i always carry my own at this point in my life but yeah. do you under it you're was like adult. the, yeah but that guy was i remember being like i didn't have much and i was like and i had some uh, saved at aaron's aunts who were staying at and i was like maybe i'll get some more but i was like really rationing it because it was a family thing and then caitlin and i were just like you wouldn't get ripped and i was like yes hi. oh you yeah so i we had both had good good sets and then I got stoned as shit. I think she made a, a... Now that I remember, I think she gave me a nug because I told her, once you get stoned, you're like, oh, this stuff. Uh, and I was like, can I buy some? She's like, absolutely not. And she just, you know, like... Humboldt cool handshake. Look at that. Just being like, get some nugs. How because you don't want it because when you get back to the house and then you like get back, you're, you lose that buzz that you had a little bit. So you want to get that like, do, nice... Like, things in between before mm-hmm. yeah, you can... Be I like, and then before you slide into bed, you want to get like real nice. And, mm-hmm. and she understood, do you know what I mean? And then her and her, her, her lady friend needed a place and I don't, we weren't the best fit i don't mean personality wise but i mean for space of what they needed <laughs> but we we helped each other out for like you know for five or six months kind of thing where it's like y'all need a place for a little while we need a longer tenants because airbnb is kind of a nightmare and then they it was just like one of those things and then one day they were like, we found an actual place and we we're like we get it we get it Makes we sense. need to go live Sorry. like humans but but who am I going to talk to all day and hang out with? Because <laughs> Caitlin Caitlyn and I had the same hours, which is couple at night, and then the rest of the Median time we just hanging out, motherfucker, <laughs> <laughs> just living life, smoking weed, uh, ah, comedy. But this is a good episode. She went to Humboldt State University. Oh. S H uh, S U, and she was there for four or five years. Didn't grow up there, and I thought her perspective is quite interesting. She's she's very intelligent and very thoughtful. So she really puts in perspective. This episode's really great. She puts she kind of sums up a lot of interesting cultural aspects of the of a humble vibe. If that cool. makes sense.
1: It's nice to have a stoner, A, who doesn't have to fulfill those realities that we touch on here, but then also an outsider who can move to Humboldt, understand their people, study them, and then report back to the larger people, the larger audience out here.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. It's... She... she, Yeah, she kind of describes, like, the... She's a political science major. She talks about that, but I think that it's a, uh, she describes a culture very well and what it's like to vibe and probably like the day to day ins and outs. She describes pretty well. It's gives us, it's the most Humboldt outside of the cannabis we've talked to. I think yeah. besides Rick like redbeard and Cornell and the, but that's, that they grew up there and they got a different vibe. This wasn't a very I'm glad we got to talk to Caitlin. This is an interesting one. Do the thing. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Caitlin Gill. Take, let me ask you while you're smoking what how did you get to Humboldt State? Like,
2: uh, marijuana. Oh, if I'm being honest,
0: no, the, okay, that's great, that is so great.
2: Uh, the other factors were that I was going to college and I wanted to uh, stay in California because I the finger things mean it's the money, uh, the money, yeah, I could go to a state school, um, so. I picked as far away as I could go. And I looked at San Diego and I saw, I mean, I, and then I looked at Humboldt and I could wear a hoodie and be fashionable at Humboldt. Like the popular brands were like North face Marmot. It was like, okay, I can read this room. Like I can compete here. Like San Diego was just like me being like two pieces. I don't know. Like I was the wrong kind of team for the other far away environment. So all due respect to, the scene down there um i well, chose North. It's
0: san diego's beach bums in the military and that's yes. neither that's not you so but
2: the right? same scenes right say like same vibe of like one side of town being a little like wild child the other side of town being a little buttoned down little hard nosed. yes um but uh yeah just vibes it's just the different vibe and humble was i we visited i went i am in my family home now and my garage my parents garage uh but my dad took me up and we looked at campus and it was like this pretty we used to camp up there it felt familiar and the weed was incredible so it was pretty hard to argue with in terms of college years
0: no it seems yeah no it's i remember when i realized there was a major university there like the <laughs> second time maybe i went that i was like wait <laughs> wait people can go to school up here oh i'm so glad i didn't know about that
2: uh, it, I went hard on school. I, I like I was aware of the rest of the town, but like other kids, like from campus, would find people who knew who to trim with or whatever, and like they'd get to go where it grew and like touch it. <laughs> and I was never. I ran for student government, and like <laughs> I like babysat for my professor's kids for a while, and like I just you know schooled hard well also very high which is how i've conducted my life for the vast majority of it i'm closing in on 40 like it's coming in march i don't know when this podcast comes out but i might be 40 uh so what was the
0: yeah i would i just i i am fascinated with the college life in humble even what? so oh. yeah i guess what was was there what was the first culture shock where you're like I can fit in here, but this is a little weirder than I thought.
2: That is a fair question. I a lot of things <clears throat> were kind of Shangri La fun, like the woods. Campus is just in the woods, and it's you know you walk through the woods to get to some of your classes, and you know it's just a crowd of kids smoking in that tree stump, and a pack of kids going to smoke. And this I I like started there in '99. It was still like big jeans time, so it was like. Vans in giant jeans dragging through the forest mud getting all wet in like fewer layers than you should be wearing Mm -hmm. carrying like everybody carrying the tiniest scraps of weed that college budgets could afford there was a lot of communal smoking and like gathering like $2 (laughs) from like lots of people to get an eighth and then all of those people gather in a circle and just smoke that whole eight that happened a lot. So you yeah. see a pack of like 17 kids just like we all put in three and like, you know, moving down the trail, all excited uh, is everywhere. There was a bong hidden in a tree that's on campus amazing. that was loaded all the time. Just left it loaded. I don't think that's still there, but I do think the big jeans and bands <laughs> are back. So I, I feel like good on the kids. That place is stuck in time in the best way i had a pager i remember that i remember going to school with a pager at the time and like immediately realizing it in arcada it is a useless tool like you can pretty much just shout for someone that you want to find and they'll it's so small like yeah <laughs> anyone really, it's so small i yeah yeah eugene's similar vibes but i feel like Arcata's is just smaller period isn't
0: it oh for sure for sure it's a yeah and, am, and it's well, yeah. not like the it's University of Nike Oregon money. is like the cutting edge type of university. It's got Nike hey, money, no, it's also let's got, not
2: sneeze at my beloved Humboldt State. I, well, they they have a few things that they are incredibly good at. Is it what I studied? I'm not sure. Not throwing the poli sci department under the bus, but like why I chose to study that at an active fishery school, I don't know. I was um, going to say,
0: <laughs> you went to the woods to study political science is a very funny thing.
2: I know. I, you know, you just, you, yes. Yeah. That's the <laughs> ration an 18 year old's <laughs> rationale. I'll go see the world, she said, in a town of like 15,000.
1: So, what is the school known for, though? <laughs> like, what is like it? it it's, um, I guess, uh, curriculum that they're like, "Hey, look at us."
2: Um, the things that um, curriculum, what sciences like fisheries, oceanography, but then the forestry stuff and the natural resources planning, interpretation, like learning about how to live places. They have a, a house on campus that's essentially all sustainable called CCAT that's just Campus Center for Appropriate, Appropriate Technology, I believe. Uh, yeah, vermiculture everywhere and nothing goes to waste and your blender is a bicycle and everything is solar and uh, it's ahead of its time in lots of ways and stuck in time and lots of others. Including the architecture, it's a super seventies campus. Like you could, you know, its budget burst came at a time when every building was square and brown. Uh, so the founders' buildings are all very pretty, and then all the uh, the rest are just sort of like we build buildings, and there are doors and sometimes windows in them. Not a lot of distinguished arch- architecture. Was it the seventies? I feel like yes, yeah. Seventies yeah. and 90s schools, both elementary and university, just have a like a look, baby. That's like, mm-hmm,
0: yep. Well, even stadiums too. True. Those times were just very kind of like just nihilistic without any style, or art. it's just like we're just this is that's what it's for. What? Well, why? It went
2: up, didn't it?
0: And you're like, okay, God. Right. And then then cocaine came, and everybody's like, let's make shapes and stuff.
2: Yeah. Yep. And then it left again. And then there was the '90s and more grumpy architecture, and then yeah, designer drugs. I guess I don't know how to explain the 2000s.
0: I just think shapes just like everything else come in <laughs> and out of style and colors it's we're all very simple so, uh, dumb creatures
1: so how long did you actually did, you went there for school did you do the full four years and then you're like let me get the fuck out of
2: there or did you stay longer i added one more <laughs> yeah i tacked on a year of school uh when i said i did student government maybe i did it um I got super into like statewide student government stuff and just the CSU system, California state university system. And, um, yeah, really liked it. And it's probably the, still the coolest job I ever had offices and planes and meetings and like swag and stuff. And it was very cool. It's a, you know, it's a neat thing, but a big tease because that doesn't necessarily come back when you graduate. Uh, I went right into a, uh, the same, I had the same job when I graduated as Barack Obama. Admire how our trajectories <laughs> are. Horribly... No, they, nothing. You're both doing podcasts.
0: First. You're both doing Aren't podcasts we, though? No.
2: Billy, good job. You know what? I put something on the line there and didn't know what to do with it, and you caught it. Good, good job. I... Uh, Yes, um, worked for the public interest research group like right out of school and then was terrible at it because I didn't realize you're supposed to like already have money if you're going to work for the public interest. They did that part wrong. Um, They essentially don't really pay you, but I didn't really get that um, because the money they were offering sounded like a lot of money and I truly didn't understand how not it was, Um, which is adorable because you can live at Humboldt State. I think my rent was like $350 and I was still like scraping to make it all the time um so Mine yeah was once i
0: 180 and i remember like because i live with like four different dudes i remember i think about that sometimes and like there was like a couple months like that last week where i was like i gotta make 50 dollars
2: yeah <laughs> oh
0: no and you're just like now i think about that and i'm like god that was uh-huh. i i if i had the money i have now then i'd be
2: dead yeah it comes at the right time i think um yes I, yeah, yeah. But yeah, a lot of great stuff happened. So I stuck around and I was right too, because I it's hard to find jobs like that that you enjoy. So I kept enjoying that one. Um, and I loved being there uh, because it's not weird to be high all the time. And there's a thing um, about me and weed is that I don't, it's culture drives me crazy, which is the eye rolling you get about Humboldt. But like, I don't, I mean, the aesthetic and the, the just the things i don't need all that it's just a fun beautiful thing to do and an amazing plant to watch grow and i don't need the rest i don't my posters don't have to glow i don't need like i just yeah there's well, so becomes, much
0: there's a personality like it starts to define like especially in humboldt i found oh yes where it's i think it's probably more acceptable and probably people lean into it like they do in the on the hate and st- in the in like that, sure. that kind of like nonsense where it is just like seattle has it hemp fest i used to walk around hemp fest and be like i just don't understand like wearing that leaf everywhere right. I, I just never understood it Yeah, I think that's part of why we're doing the podcast, too, is just to be like, hey, there's a ton of just normal motherfuckers who love Wade, and you can't tell by looking at them. You cannot tell.
2: Yes. I don't know if I'm even normal. I'll say that there are people who are not that a lot of people that you don't think are stoned are, and they're not talking about it because the vibe is dumb. And people make assumptions and I'll forgive everybody who's gone too deep into like humble life and letting that identify them. Like there's way worse things that you could get caught up in, you know, play your hacky sack in the woods. It's gorgeous. Like, I get it. Stay there. Be that. Uh, But for me, it's even (laughs) lamer if you're like casually into weed with no taste. If you're like just if your pipe just has like you know, little dreadlocks shooting out of it. And like, you know, you do the like, yeah, man, you super high shit. I got hot. Like the bragging about there's something even lamer about the casual participant. And it's a, like the, the centralized bubble of people being too into the weed thing popped out. And there's this other layer of paraphernalia and slang and like floating around shows you catch it where it's just like don't try to hang with it like it's not like ah. Oh. I, rem-
1: I remember in high school the girl that grew up next to me she was a very smart woman she uh when she graduated she went to nyu and she did anthropological medical studies and she specialized in ancient Egypt, where she was just learning about the medicine and the pharmaceuticals that they were doing at that age. And when I got busted for smoking weed, I was like, Mom, people, everybody does it. She smokes next door. We were smoking together. And my mom's like, No, she has her life together. She knows what she's doing. I was like, Oh, it's just because I have posters. That's why you think, you know, that we're so different. It's like, No, this woman's extremely intelligent. It's just like, Yeah, I'm a smoker. I'm gonna learn about Egypt and the way they treat list, you know, whatever.
2: <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I cannabis, I, mean, I, think I weed effects, I weed, I don't even know what's the right old we say habit. Cannabis? we're trying
0: to say cannabis, but we say weed. Did you them. see the
2: catch? Yeah. Um, our beautiful friend, everybody, it affects everybody differently, just right, biologically, chemically. So everybody's got their own reason to be into it. There doesn't need to be uh, a poster or a vibe or a t-shirt. It's we're all, you know, everybody's going to step up to the same thing and walk away with something a little bit different. And that's so cool, I think. So take your thing from it. Um,
0: Let me ask you this. uh, Cause I wasn't, and I, you know, I think the festival was my first time really experiencing Humboldt. And like most people, uh you're a little ignorant of what actually happens there. And then when you get there, you're like, oh whoa, there's a lot more drugs and weed here. This is yeah. there's some deep darkness in this in these woods. Like yeah, I imagine college. It, yeah. Cause I thought about that, like I said, once I realized there was a college there too, because I did, you know, as you' just sitting, it's beautiful and I walked around it and I was like. You think about, I thought about my college experience because you, you know, it's part of life. So there's like a darkness that you learn about and these mistakes and there's drugs experiences you learn about in college that we are like, oh, those are not for me. And these mm-hmm. are, I like these. So, but like Humboldt, it's intense. Like I could just see getting, it's scary even for a grown man.
2: Yeah. Um, I think part of the reason you stay is that you can't get out. I think there's a lot of choices people make that just get centralized to that place. Cause that place is the only place they can be that. And it is dark. Like you can swim in it, but you can dive down too. And there's a way to live underwater without being able to surface again. And folks just stay there. I don't know. I'm bad at other drugs. Um, but it's, yeah. so I'm kind of dumb about when they're happening. Like, I mean, I've jokes about it, how it's the same vibe as like, I'm the last you'd invite to an orgy. Cause I definitely show up with snacks. Like I just don't have the right moves. So I don't get invited to the bathroom when two or more are going. So I'll like, I'll just be <laughs> up late cause I ate a donut and not realize that I'm with the people who shared a little baggie that <laughs> night. And like, Oh, everybody's super excited to chat. Cool me too, and then I'll realize it like days or many years later, uh, which feels really lucky. Um, that because, is lucky. Yeah, yeah. I don't know.
0: Did a you people lose? I know.
2: Did yes. Did you did lose, lose friends? People. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm thinking of a few very sweet people that were just weren't the same after a few years, um, and it's like so much about addiction and mental health is. Uh, compounds into these layers that eventually you can't pick apart, like, you know, what event predicated, what um, turn and how you responded. Like, uh, yeah, I guess without the vagaries, it's like, were you ill before you started using drugs or did using drugs make you ill? Did events in your life make you self-medicate or did those events start following patterns of addictive behavior it just gets tough to pin down once the timeline gets slippery and like it's one of those dangerous ages is that like 18 to 23 year old spot where you know you get to make your own choices and if you don't have good patterns <laughs> for that and you wind up in a spot like well, humbled. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know yeah i've been thinking too much about cults lately and decentralized. I'm sorry, I keep playing with objects. To every listener who's been hearing ticks and booms, that's like my nervous hand. just being like, ooh, lighter, lighter twists and turns. Like, no, Caitlin. Uh, but yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I do think um, decentralized cults are a thing that don't get, they're hard to pick apart. And Humboldt is definitely one that you could stare at. Everybody chooses to be there, and then it's really hard to leave, and it gets stickier. The longer you there, and parts about it change your vocabulary and your sense of time.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> your you're sense right. of
2: what's normal, and then it gets harder to step out of it.
1: Oh yeah, like when I left Eugene to go back to Philadelphia, the way that everybody there, the everybody there wanted to stare at me like a specimen. they were oh, like, whiplash. "What happens there? What goes on?" you knew people had a gallon of lsd just sitting in their house how does that it's like oh that's like a tuesday in eugene's so i don't know though so it does have this whole isolating style to it also yeah. in its own right yeah but were the locals were they interacting with the college people pretty easily like how was that approach?
2: Yes and no. And I feel like it was all about what you went looking for. Um, every party was a house party. Like there were frets and sororities, but that's not really who threw what was up. It's just who rented the coolest house. If you've been up to the Humboldt area or seen pictures, there's the homes. There's just like ridiculously beautiful houses that are kind of, sometimes segmented into apartments or duplexes and sometimes not that are just available to rent. You go to weird mansion parties because five kids rented a house that like a baron who traded pelts used to own i don't know there was a place that definitely used to be a brothel there was a sign about it that my friend had an adorable studio and like there are just so many cool places to be that you could just stumble to um that it was you just followed house parties which made everything kind of slippery and mysterious like year to year um you know i think for whatever uh Party culture does to a campus. The more stable it is, the easier it is to predict what you're walking into. and I don't know. Humboldt just had a real popcorn quality. Different shit popped up whenever it wanted. Um, Do you think because of who lived together?
0: Oh, okay. I was curious. Like, is it because of what drugs wash in, or is it
2: probably that too? And who knew about it? And like, you know, all those social webs that like, where's the guy with the bag of the delicious weed and the weird envelope full of stamps that everybody can eat? Bouncing around to like, do you want to find him later? Did you see him earlier? Like, where are you going? There'd just be a float of parties where you knew five of them were happening. So you'd go to all five of them, but the order of the night would definitely change the game. Like, uh. I don't know. I guess I've had the same feeling in casinos since. <laughs> of course, yes. But it's houses, homes. Yes.
0: Yeah. It's a lot of like, bigger homes <laughs> where it's a lot of people that probably shouldn't live together or haven't thought do we get along right and then you're like well no it's not even that like hey do, can you get a hold of two hundred dollars a month for the next six months <laughs> and we're like yeah i got it right now and you're, like, you're in you're in the big room yeah And then, <laughs> but the, man that order is very important that is how the you don't realize it till it's too late in your, oh, yeah. game. but that is if you go to the wrong house, and so they're doing the wrong thing early in the evening. Ooh. Yeah. And I, can't, I mean, and then you put that Humboldt variable on top of that.
2: Cause the I cannot emphasize
0: is crazy there. And I think it's a culture thing. I think it's just no one, you don't have to really hide it.
2: No. I mean, there's some things you're supposed to do courteously. I'm sure you're not supposed to just, like, do whatever <laughs> literally at the bar. Like, There's a patio for that's that, very that. yeah. not much beyond that, I think.
0: It's perfect <laughs> place I, to... But, that's such a great know, way to put that, Kayla.
2: We're talking about how much has stayed the same, but I cannot help thinking have, upon reflection of those dumpily evenings, which for me was only wheat. Like, I didn't really drink that much. It was an occasion. But can I was just getting, you know, the best weed everywhere that I could find and taste. Uh, I think what stayed the same is so humble. And what's different is the rest of the world, like legalization changed everything. uh, And the not for good and or bad, but the social media, like nothing about that party flow would be like, it was like, there weren't even flyers. It was just people talking like, I can't imagine how the flow has changed now that information moves the way it does and we can see each other and see what's up the way we can. But like going back since legalization, I'll leave social media, the lighter topic there, Uh, because things were so gray, especially in the early days, what's medicine, what's not, so many houses got rented by people, like blocks changed. The vibe in Arcata was so different that, like, I can't imagine that partying was exactly the same. Like, I don't think there were stumble packs between like Sunny Bray back up to campus the same way. I don't know, but I went there enough to be like, doesn't smell exactly the same in the party night air. And like, I can't tell. It seemed so a little dark, it seemed very gray, it seemed real gray for a while there. It feels lighter now.
0: Like, when you go back, you can, the vibes. You, I, I also think the time of year has a lot to do with Humboldt. <laughs> good body. point.
2: That is a very good point, One that cannot be forgotten. There's trucks full of, yeah, trucks full of everything running around and it stresses everybody out. Yeah. Because you're not and, safe with the money either. <laughs> so, <laughs> there's a real edge. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: It's been a really interesting doing. And then the thing we didn't, I didn't really realize, and no one else did either, I guess, is because Mm -hmm. most of my experience was Arcada Eureka was Northern Humboldt. I didn't realize it was split in the way it was split into two and the way Mm -hmm. they talk about it until we started going up and doing these interviews. And then they were like, Oh, you guys gotta go to Southern Humboldt. Southern
2: Humboldt.
0: What? (laughs) And then We started meeting people from Southern Humboldt and we were like, Oh, we need to go to Southern Humboldt. It is. So that was fascinating. And, and even, I mean, and I've been up there 10 times before I realized that whole other thing I'd been driving through is this different culture.
2: Yeah. Entirely different world. And I mean, Oregon, that's way more like, uh, the orbit around a Eugene is a lot more like Southern Oregon is its own thing, or excuse me, Southern Humboldt is its own thing. But the Pacific Northwest just has these pockets of really um, rich cultures <laughs> that are real embedded in these little pockets. And they're just signs off the five or signs off the 101. But hey. whoo. Little geodomes, little bubbles. Yes.
1: I, I I built those little domes. I built this, some of those. <laughs> no, and especially somebody coming from the East Coast where everything's compact and then, you know, the. Uh, Oh yeah. What's Little, that well, with, so like, I grew up on whoo, the New Jersey. Philadelphia to right Eugene. Is that what you did? And then literally transported to the middle of the woods right outside of Eugene. And I was like, why are the trees so big out here? The hell is going on? But that that is the weird thing. It's like, you know, the yeah. mm, <laughs> In you know New Jersey, everything which exit off of the Turnpike, it's all these small little towns compressed and packed in on top of each other. But here, it's just nothing, and you drive by all these exits that seem like it's nothing. But then once you know, you're like, oh, that exit's mm-hmm. a whole nother reality, and that other exit, even though it all looks like trees. Oh,
0: yes,
2: that's a thing. I grew so I'm in Eppa, where I grew up, and in. And- LA, where I assume you're sitting in that garage, Um, Billy. That's one of the biggest culture shock things that took till after college, really leaving like everywhere I'd been until I moved to an actual city and San Francisco, an actual city with its geographic boundaries doesn't count. I'm used to a city or a place, a town, and then nothing. And then another city, place, or town, and then more nothing. And then another city, place, or town, and the experience of driving in Los Angeles and seeing like a street sign pop up announcing that I am now in a new location, like you are entering, yeah. yeah, Give me one that's not. Beverly Hills is too boring. Beverly Hills and Compton are the only ones I could think of, and I lived in Los Angeles for years, so many years. I drove every street. Um, well, yeah, the valley was
0: L- the valley's the one that's the mindfuck because uh, L.A. is enough of mountains and stuff that people don't realize. So there is like a, there's yes. some geography to certain neighborhoods that makes it cool that you're like, mm-hmm. okay, so now I can start to, I'm like you. Cause where I grew up, it's like fucking. Yeah. Uh, so, but the valleys, what really fucks me is cause you'll be driving on the same straight flat road mm-hmm. for three miles and go through three cities. And I'm like, yep. no, no, we didn't. We didn't. You guys should drive down the I
1: ninety five on the East Coast. It's insane. It's like Boston, New York, Philadelphia, DC. It's been like six hours. How did I? Do- I have.
0: <laughs> no, it's that's when I, <laughs> when I start when I changed the way I toured, uh, because it, and a lot of it had to do with living on the West Coast because you could do these runs and then you could hit up these little cities in between because <laughs> you kind of had to. And I, in cities, I'm using that real loose. But you kind of <laughs> had to because everything's. And then the first one I routed and I was trying to route back in in the southeast. I was like, I could just. I could do like nine cities in nine days because they're like an <laughs> hour and a half apart. <laughs> this is crazy. And then you're like, why did I move to the west coast to do stand? oh i remember because the way i think is different so i can't be
2: yeah yeah
0: that Mm -hmm. was why Mm -hmm. but i think do you think you'll ever go back because that part i i it's interesting to me i'm not articulating this and i'm forming the question in my head as i'm saying it uh let it tell i think talking to you it makes sense uh your your disposition in talking about humboldt now always and now with my knowledge of humboldt now when you go back do you find it enchanting in a different way or are you still like this is not for me anymore? Y-
2: yes um you know especially once i figured out how to drink and be wilder. I had more fun visiting after college and then I did much less of that and had more fun going back and just like walking around and tasting tasty weeds. Uh, (laughs) And it's, it, I mean, this is true for every place, uh, but some places in particular and Humboldt's one of them, you get what you put in. Like what you bring to the table in Humboldt is what you're eating. So if you want to run 10 miles a day on the beach and then, like, go eat, like, vegan everything all night, you can. And if you want to, like, buy heroin in the bar next to the same restaurant serving vegan food, you can. Yeah, Uh, It's what you... (laughs) <laughs> it. and it'll give it back to you all like more and than you anticipated those beaches are gorgeous and those drugs are at like that point so, <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah that is I, that's
0: a really poignant way to put that is that the all the people we've met and like all my years going up there the rule seems to be and i think it is now that I think about some of my favorite places, it reminds me of like Anchorage and it has like a Texas parts of Texas and Southwest mm-hmm. with like in like some mountain places in the East is it's as long as you're genuine in who you are, it's okay. It's you're cool. But that, that phony, it I don't think it does phony well
2: uh yeah i think it can um really accentuate your phony i think it does phony well for a minute it's a big up and then a hard crash fast
0: that's what i but i mean that's what that's not do it you know what i mean it does it yes like you can be phony in a lot of cities and people don't care and it's not gonna affect your thing or whatever and you can be phony for many many decades Mm -hmm. but in these i think these places that i dig it's like where they're just like you can be phony and then, yeah, we're gonna pull the rug out and just see who you are.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you'll probably get exposed.
0: No, <laughs> probably
2: the missing yeah. people.
0: I'm sorry, I have so many questions because it's the like, quest. Um, because there's, you know, like I said, there's the dark side to it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Just because it's there's a loneliness and vastness that is makes people feel small, and I think lends itself to and it gets dark
2: yeah and it rains all the time like we haven't even brought up the weather and how student orientation for humboldt state is october and they always like i swear they use the almanac to pick the date that's going to dupe the most students into thinking it always looks like that like Humboldt in the sunshine, it's so verdant. Like the greens there are the greenest, and the sky is so clean and pretty, and like you see all the way to the ocean, so beautiful, and you don't realize why wow, it's so green.
1: We said the same thing about Eugene, too. As I came out here in the summer, and I was like, this place is amazing. And then it's like it's going yeah. to rain for nine months. So just be okay. <laughs>
2: always i just spent time so we bought the rv i uh that's billy and i know each other from uh comedy in the before but in this the after uh my girlfriend and i have purchased rv and are just going between our family's homes with our little quarantine box so we don't infect them in the weeks we need to not be near them and then yeah we can hang and help out and you know (laughs) have a fam pod. My mouth tasted gross after I said that. It felt bad, like kind of oily, <laughs> like thick. But um, yeah, it's uh, all a little different. I was just up in Washington, where her family is from. From like we got, I got there in October, uh, and we just left. So wow. I just spent the rain. Uh, it got colder every day I was there. Yeah. It was in the thirties, forties <laughs> all the time. I'm not even complaining, and that's such a wimpy weather to complain about. Beautiful snow. It's nice. I live, it was near a trail. Everything was lovely, and it was great. It's dark, and well, your they poor don't, little body needs the, the Washington's
0: tough because people don't realize, and I didn't until I lived there, is that the sun and <laughs> doesn't come out for very long, even. Yes. even though it's gray that the and i i'm using the sun is a gray sun it's not even out for very long <laughs> i'm just happy that so yes they, they, sleeps in tough. and
2: it goes to bed early yeah it was like and i'm trying to go farther north i want man i'm me and the family i want i'm i got my eyes on bc caitlin's looking to the great white north so it was a nice taste of it to remember like, oh, yeah, that's that's here on the globe we're on like and it's green and it's pretty and it's full of nice water and it's kind of a good place to be. Um, yeah. DC special. It was very special. Well, the state. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm looking at the. Uh, well, Yeah. A bunch of pretty oh, cities I mean, out British there in Columbia. the middle of the state. Yeah. British Columbia. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Little cam loops. Little Kelowna. Little salmon arm. <sighs> I don't know. But I'm it's looking. amazing.
0: Vancouver right? or, uh Vancouver Island's pretty amazing too. Uh yeah. I mean we're gonna go up there and do the weed, do some seasons up there because that's where I yeah really got introduced to the West Coast uh attitude towards it. Was just like I think I grew I I came to Seattle, it was november of 06 it was no and there was like an ice storm which it never really does in seattle and i didn't know i had never been west of texas before this trip before i decided to move to seattle with this woman i just started dating it's my 20s i did it we were we're doing a lot of fun fun experiments uh but my thing was like I was, yeah, it was exactly. And, I mean, a, a little bit was because Mitch Hedberg had, I had heard him talk about the Seattle comedy scene too. So they, if I'm being completely honest, it was the woman <laughs> sure. and, and the little Mitch Hedberg. It's so beautiful. Uh, with probably the more Mitch Hedberg than too. I want to admit. Uh, <laughs> uh, he, well, it was just, he's so original in himself. That was, that was the appeal to Seattle. Uh, and it was far away from any redneck that I knew. And then mm-hmm. you get there and you're driving through mm-hmm. Idaho. <laughs> they and tricked Eastern me. Washington. Like, Why yep. is there a confederate fl- Oh, son of a uh, bitch. Yep. <laughs> I it's like that stolen valor?
2: Can I ask? that? <laughs>
0: no, it's just racism. It's just being... It because my dad and I talked about that. Because he's like a Civil War history... He's a history teacher, so he knows a lot about and we're in the South. And I like, you, history, that. And you
2: started it. by just saying he's a Civil War buff, and then we're like, no wait, he's a history teacher. And There's a yeah, reason.
0: That's just like a yeah. You need to, you do need to qualify that a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you I call called him, him. I was like, yo, that I uh, I don't recall just any <laughs> Confederate regiments in Washington State, and he started laughing he's like yeah I don't believe that's heritage son. I believe that's straight up hate <laughs> out there
2: I just that was the, the
0: he was being funny because we make fun of the heritage thing too sure. but it's like yes. it's just like that when, when you're outside those confederate states and you have yeah. a uh, confederate flag that is not you. there's no arguing there's no like real weird leeway where like my great grandpappy It's she's my family and like oh, um, yeah yeah. do do that. Well, that was so good. and there were some fun tangents in that episode too like why were we talking about the confederate flag for a while i don't know but we've all made some good points i mean yeah do you not remember we just did it mike <laughs> i remember i was just
1: like yeah we did make some good points i was make thinking some- back quickly okay be like wait did i make a good point i don't remember if i made a good point
0: see i think we need a wider camera when we do these zooms to see if you're smoking or not because <laughs> sometimes i think you sneak some poofs in and all of a sudden mike's talking about some deep weird shit. don't you, That's notice, you like, know like when
1: i cough off to the side i'm like
0: ah, <laughs> 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 uh, uh you guys we got some good episodes coming up uh patreon's starting to cook up too really really good uh we got the soil mixed and we're gonna learn the next couple of weeks we got a sense of soil test we got a bunch of dime bags coming out oh, Mike's been reading bags. and studying and he's nerd in. we've got him in his room nerding out and uh because he can't leave because of covid so we've we're gonna you guys you guys are gonna you're better for it because mike because we've trapped him and we are just got yeah. him recording so go the to the first Patreon, on the five dollar one and then the 20 the second one is so that's we're teaching what, motherfuckers y'all learning to grow from a master it's crazy uh and i'm not just it is wild the more we get into it the more i'm like you didn't teach me like this when i did this before like I didn't know if you were about the life or not. I'd I thought fair. you were a
1: that is, being like, hey, bring me to an open mic. I want to try out comedy. That is but fucking I'm fair as hell. The real shit now.
0: That is I did the same to you, I guess, comedy wise. Fucking yeah. good. I remember okay. one time I, I we're really you, good was friends like, now. Yeah. Slee, thank you. Except for when you slipped up. God fucked up you. That dumb. shit happens God. again, motherfucker.
1: It's uh, Uh, grownlocal at gmail.com if you think you can be a better producer.
0: It's Uh, grownlocalpod at (laughs) gmail.com. So if you're going to talk shit about Slee slipping up, (laughs) at least know our fucking email address. (laughs) God.
1: Damn it, that didn't work out.
0: Grow your own. Love you, (laughs) Slee!